Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things I think are worth your time in checking out. Hi, Future Stephen here. I just wanted to let you guys know that, yeah, this episode's a little late. Sorry for that. Things got ahead of me this weekend, but here you all are with the next episode within the new season of Superheroes of Color that we're doing. And so before we talk about that, Of course, there are chapters and timestamps, so if you want to skip ahead, that's fine. But I wanted to kick this off by telling you that I recently wrote an article about my life with alopecia and how I've gotten over that. I wrote that article for a fellow podcaster. Her name is Brandy, and I will have the link to the article below. So if you guys want to go check that out, feel free. It was a lot of fun to do that. Uh, Very introspective. If you listened to the episode that I guested on, The Patient Will See You Now, episode 14, a lot of the same things I talk about there. So if you want more of an audio medium, you can go check that out. But if you would rather read it, there you go. So I wanted to let you guys know that that's a thing. And I'm very thankful to be given that opportunity to do such a thing. It's a lot of fun. So that exists. Other than that, uh, there was another thing that I wanted to touch on that I didn't get to last week. Last week, I was talking about Green Lantern and how he's able to build things so, so detailed all the way down to the, the isotopic level. And what I said was thinking about that really small can be can be really crazy. If I could go back and edit that, and redo that, I would have changed it to say things that small can get pretty strange because as we're going to touch on today, when you get down past protons, past neutrons, and what's inside those, there are things called quarks. And I did mention those in the last episode, and I'll have a few YouTube links in the show notes, but basically there are things that make up protons and neutrons and these things are even smaller and they're called quarks and there are a bunch of different kinds and they're they're all they differ in what kind of spin they have so you have up down and strange and so what i wish i had done is go back and i said things that small could get pretty strange because it would be an excellent pun to quarks strange quarks and that would have been really cool and it would have been really funny and only a few of you would have gotten it so to those of you that are nerds and know about physics stuff you're welcome enjoy let's get into the episode Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about one of my favorite heroes in Icon. Icon is, I'd say from the lay person or like the lay nerd, I guess. Uh, Icon is the quote-unquote black Superman, but man, is he so much cooler and better in my opinion than Superman. Now, of course, this is probably due to the fact that we've had a kajillion incarnations of Superman and Batman. Don't get me started on Batman. We'll be doing that next week. But Superman, on the other hand, we've seen time and time and time again to where the public knows, like the people that don't read comics or watch the TV shows, they all know Superman's story. We, we all know. We know. We know. He came from an alien planet. He's an alien himself. He lands, crashes into Kansas, grows up with superpowers, becomes a good guy. No big deal. Unless he lands in Soviet Russia, in which case, of course, you know. But we know his story backwards and forwards, and when it comes to conflict, Superman never really has to face anything like racism or real bigotry towards him, because for any common person, he looks like a white dude. It doesn't matter where he's shown or what he does, Superman, Clark Kent, is white. 
but he doesn't really own that he's an alien. I'm gonna have a link to another podcast called We Have Cool Friends that's done by Kinda Funny and hosted by Greg Miller, and he interviews some of his cool friends that work in various different kinds of industries, and one of them is on Superman, but this Superman is Asian, and he faces the Ku Klux Klan. Now, this is a redo or... I guess a retelling of an old story, an old comic that was done way, way back decades ago. And so it was redone for the modern day. And that is the kind of stuff that is brought to the forefront about what would happen if Superman wasn't a white guy, or even if he was a white guy, like how would he face this kind of stuff? How is he going to own that he's by and large an illegal alien? This is the kind of stuff that Icon deals with. Icon is so much more complex than I think many people realize. Now, if we take the framework of a quote black Superman, that's a good starting point for who and what he is, but it gets way, way cooler. You know, cooler being a relative description. Icon, the, the most common telling of this, and it may change in February of 2021 when Milestone redoes all their comics and their heroes to bring them into the forefront. Icon is Milestone's lead. He is their main dude. Much like DC, how we have Superman, this is Icon, and he's like their forefront, their mascot, their dude. Though Static has, I would say, become more... Uh, well known to the public, Icon was supposed to be that that guy, but he only got a 42 issue series, and he's appeared in a few different TV shows. But like that's about it. He didn't get his own show. Um, he hasn't had any movies, obviously. But his story is really intriguing, and it gets you immediately. Why? Because a Icon, if we're going by our current timeline, is almost 200 years old and looks like he's about 40. Now that doesn't happen with Superman, but when we look back and we, we tell his story, his story is super cool. Here we go. So he is from an advanced civilization called the Terminans, and they are incredibly cool. But as they're flying by Earth, something malfunctions in his ship, and he's able to jump into a life pod, basically an escape pod. And he jumps in and he jettisons himself to Earth, which is like the nearby planet. He lands in Earth, but unlike Superman who lands in Kansas and is a white dude, he lands in the American South in 1839. Now, for those of you that don't know, or quick refresher, America has not always been great, despite what many people will tell you. America's founding is very, very, hmm. And it's in the 1800s, especially when Icon lands. He lands in peak slavery, and so... When he lands, his ship crashes in the middle of an like a, an empty cotton field, basically. And what his ship does, the ship's AI inside reconstructs his body to be an infant, so a small little baby. And it combines it and makes him look, to all appearances, to be the nearest sentient life. That way he can blend into society. The nearest sentient life happens to be a woman named Miriam who is a slave. And so here we already see the differences between a Superman and Icon. What many people don't want to either accept or outright say, and the entire reason we're doing this, is because where you're born, where you grow up, 
the people you're around, and the time that you're born all play a huge impact on who you are and the opportunities that you are going to have in your life. Not everyone is going to be born to an upper-class white family. Not not everyone is going to be born in a rich, wealthy neighborhood. A lot of people have to struggle just to get a job, just to go to a, a nice school that's going to be able to give them the education that they deserve. Icon is that embodied. He landed in the American South in slavery. And so from that point on, this is a very different story. And this is what happens when you have Milestone, which is created by black writers and artists and ones that want to tell these kinds of stories. You don't get this super weird, stereotypical, biased perspective. You get something that's very real and something that people have to go through on a daily basis, even today. And so we have Icon, who will grow up and name himself Augustus Freeman. And while the name is pretty on the nose when it comes to you know, the ending of slavery and becoming a free man. Even still, it's super cool to see what he ends up doing. And so as Icon grows up, he ends up realizing that he has all these superpowers. And that's because his terminant DNA, his alien DNA, is recombined with human DNA. So that way, all the characteristics and traits combine and they create these weird uh, superpowers. The best superpower of all, okay, well, it's just two. Two of my favorite superpowers that he ends up having is one, extremely slow aging. And so this means that he can look like a 40 year old guy when he gets to, you know, like peak physical shape. And, but he's almost 200. He's quote unquote born in 1839. You know, we're coming up on that. It's 2020 right now. So in 19, <laughs> a few short years, he's going to be 200. That's really cool. But on top of that, it's interesting when we look at how he deals with his superpowers. So we have Superman who eventually, you know, through trial and error, just decides to come out and just be like, hey, yeah, I'm a Superman and uh, I'm just going to start saving the world, and it's no big deal. Icon doesn't do that. What he ends up doing is, as he gets older, he realizes that he has these powers, and he uses them to basically take the workload off of his fellow slaves and take care of his mother. And so when the workload gets really hard, he basically just does it all himself. He has super speed, he has super strength, super hearing, super sight. He's got all of the things that you would assume Superman has. He, I don't think he has laser eyes, but other than that, I mean, who cares? He's able to do all of this work for his fellow slave and sit there and and do all this work and help them live easier lives, which of course is relative. I mean, when we look at it, there's way more than just the work that they have to deal with, but he could have grown up to be a villain and rightfully so. If we look at this, where he lands, he doesn't look at it as being oppressed and I should, you know, strike and, and fight back against event against these people because he's trying he's trying to help them out. And we flash forward and we see he's able to accomplish something that the man that static shock is based on wasn't able to. And again, this shows the the contrast between the two characters. One man wasn't able to go to law school because of the color of his skin, whereas Icon was. He was eventually able to go to school and he goes to what? He goes to law school, he becomes a lawyer. And what's more is after this, he ends up moving to Dakota, the Dakota verse, remember, and he becomes a lawyer for one of the most well-known, wealthiest companies in the entire world. And he ends up working for them and his law firm becomes one of the greatest and most renowned ones because of him. But he still doesn't use his powers. And this is 
will bring us to the second power that I think is so fascinating, but doesn't get talked about nearly enough. So last week, we were talking about Green Lantern and how he's able to build things from the isotopic level. But what if we went further? What if you could go further and instead of just the bonds you could control the subatomic particles to do things that's what icon can do and so here we go quick quantum with steven quick quick quantum yep yep no, no we're sticking with it so you have an atom right what makes up an atom you have protons and neutrons in the nucleus and then you have the electrons floating around in the electron cloud inside protons and neutrons you have things called quarks and these are extremely small obviously you were thinking on the atomic level and the subatomic level quarks are inside protons and neutrons those are the same size as electrons so we're thinking extremely small but because icon is an alien he can't just control electrons. He's got to control something a little different. And so the writers had him be able to control positrons. All right, so all that talking about atoms and what's inside them. And you didn't talk about positrons. What, what's a positron? Oh, I'm going to tell you. So we're all familiar with antimatter, right? How matter and antimatter, if they come together, they collide and they just annihilate each other. And there's a huge jetting off of photons, which is light and energy, right? Positrons are the antiparticle or the antimatter equivalent to electrons. They're the same weight, correction. They're the same mass. They have the same spin. But instead of being negatively charged, they are positively charged. In every other aspect, they are the exact same. They orbit in the same fashion. They, in theory, antimatter, you could have, just like you have antiparticles, you could have entire things made from antimatter. We just don't have them where we are, but you, in theory, you can have them. But Icon is able to manipulate them. And minor note, there's going to be some videos from Minute Physics in the show notes. I strongly recommend them because he may, he just talks. It's, ugh, they're so good. They're very, very good. And they're little like doodles and stick figures and stuff. They're, they're amazing. Icon is able to manipulate positrons and the energy that they can create when they collide with real matter. When they, when antimatter and matter combine, there's annihilation. And so he's able to manipulate these positrons to create like concussive blasts so he manipulates them to have like a field around his hands and his fists so when he punches things not only are you dealing with the super strength and speed and size of icon who's just massively built so you have all of that coming at your face but then on top of that he has a field of antimatter around his freaking fist <laughs> So when he hits you, it's all of that, plus the fact that he is hitting you and the air around you and the atoms that are made of that, of positrons, of antimatter. So you have all of that mass, weight, and speed coming right at your face, plus antimatter. It would be like if you had like a grenade attached to your fist, so when you go punch somebody, you're punching them with a grenade and your fist. Except, of course, because this is a comic, it's way stronger, way more powerful, and if you had a grenade built of antimatter, it would make a much bigger boom but like that's that's a whole other topic but like these are the kinds of things that nobody talks about and that they are so freaking cool because you look at superman he's like oh, okay so yeah super whatever who cares but then you take icon and the things that he's able to do like he goes one-on-one -on -one and beats superman and superman is like complaining about his jaw hurting and icon is like yeah no that was fine i mean i was barely doing anything in space so icon can also breathe in a vacuum he has no problem he can go one-on-one -on -one with superman and of course, like, this is a minor note, like, any hero 
this goes for any hero, any villain, it doesn't matter. Any hero is only as strong as their writers. And I mean that in the deepest sense possible. You can have a completely overpowered hero that has no weaknesses and make them a compelling character that you can relate with, relate to, and you understand on more than just like the, the outward appearance of them. And that is a testament to the writers. It's the artists are fantastic and you, you have to thank them a lot as well. But if you don't have a good writer, staff, your hero is going to come off bland or dull or boring, and Icon is anything but. To make him even more dynamic, what they did is Icon is a conservative Republican black guy. I know. Can you imagine? And so you have all of that. And he grew up in the American South in slavery. And then you're like, oh, but how was he a conservative Republican? Remember, remember exactly what I was saying at the beginning of this. You are so much more than just your appearance. You are the culmination of however old you are, that many years of biases and perspectives and religion or political affiliation or what country you're in or what continent you live on or what, like, there are so many different things that factor into to who and what you are other than your outward appearance, how you think and act. All of these things come from like so many days, hours, weeks, all of these things packed into one little tiny ball that is you. Republicans, the, the current American political system, Republicans and Democrats are not what they were back then. The parties, while built on some of the same things, are drastically different than the, what they are now. And in the past few years, we've seen this many, many times, how both parties, instead of being in the middle, have become more and more further apart, more segregated. You have red and blue instead of purple. And so how do you build a character that is a conservative Republican living in Dakota? And what they did is they had him become a superhero, but not, he didn't just come out, he didn't just say, oh, I'm going to be a superhero now. What they did is they had a gang, like a, a small time gang, break into his house one night. And what they end up doing is they try and rob him. Well, you're not going to rob Icon. Dude's an alien with superpowers. And so he ends up stopping him. He, you know, uh, he ends up throwing him out. One of the guys tries to shoot him a bunch of times. And of course, the bullets bounce right off. And he tells them as he throws them into their car, like physically throws them out of his house. He tells them straight up. He's like, hey, if you want something, work for it. Don't come into my place. Don't come into anybody's place and steal the things that they've worked so hard to get to buy for themselves and their family. If you want something, work for it. And then he just lets them go. He doesn't call the cops or anything. He doesn't need to. But one of the members of the gang is a young woman and she comes back and basically convinces Augustus pre-icon to become icon. He gives her or she gives him that name and she tells him that she's going to be his sidekick and she becomes Rocket who is super cool in her own right and because she <laughs> is a liberal democrat and most of the heroes that he's going to encounter are also liberals. You see this this thought process between the two and how they might have different ideologies and different beliefs in certain things. But at the end of the day, they're all heroes and they're able to overcome their differences in order to save the day. And as cheesy as that sounds, I think that is something that we need more of, especially this day and age. And we have for such a long time. I don't believe that the world is black and white. Ha ha. I think everybody lives in more of a world of grays 
Nobody's red or blue on many topics were more of a purple. It's all a case by case basis, and it depends on the topic we're talking about. And that's exactly what Icon and this milestone hero represents and shows us. Icon is not just the black Superman. If anything, he's better, better written, stronger, faster. He's all of these different things with no weaknesses. Many people believe that you can't have a superhero that has no weaknesses. You, you just can't. It's not, it, nobody's going to be able to relate to that. Let me tell you right now, Icon is so easily relatable because of so many of the things that he's had to go to, go to and through in his entire life. It shows an entire people that they can overcome no matter what they're going through right now and gives them hope for the future. And that's exactly what Superman is supposed to do. And remember when Superman came out, you know, we're going through the Great Depression. Things were not good, but he was supposed to be there to help these people get back on their feet and make a country out of nothing. A country that was, you know, on its knees and it's like last breath. And I mean, I'm not going to say Superman did that. What I'm going to say is the people did that. The people are the ones that are doing all of this. And we won't get into, you know, economics and all that. It's not important. But that's why Superman was there. Icon is the exact same thing for completely different people and a different generation. And I think when he comes out in February and people realize how great this character is, they will rally behind him. They're going to push to have moves movies and TV shows and more comics and more action figures and all of these different things because not only is his comic dope, is his costume and sidekick super cool, but like think of all of the things you can have him do. Imagine him going up against Green Lantern, especially Jon Stewart, one being able to create things down to the isotopic level, but then Icon being able to create positron fields and manipulate certain electricity. Like, yeah, that's another power of his. It kind of delves into static shock, but like he's able to manipulate electromagnetic fields. How is he supposed to do that? Well, if you can control electrons, like the, the opposite of electrons, why wouldn't you be able to create your own electromagnetism, which is two fundamental forces fused into one, electricity and magnetism. And again, this is so cool and super interesting, and he doesn't need to have a physical weakness to make him complex. You can write a character that has no weaknesses and it's still fun and enjoyable to see them interact with things on a daily basis. That's what Icon does for us, and especially with his sidekick Rocket. Both of them together are just a fantastic duo that I don't think I can recommend enough. I think that's going to do it for this week. I think I've, at least I hope, I think I've, I've done a pretty good job about describing them. Of course, I'm going to have tons of videos and uh, articles and sources for all of you to check out and look into in the show notes. Remember to go check out that article if you don't mind a face reveal if you want to learn more about alopecia and how you can help and stuff like that. And I think that's going to do it for this week. So thanks for listening and I'll see you guys next Monday. Okay, bye.